Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now, introducing your show hosts Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Good afternoon, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Three Devs and a Maybe podcast. Uh, this is the voice that you haven't heard too many times recently. This is Lewis Keynes, one of the original Three Devs and a Maybe members. I think I was a dev. Maybe now I'm more of a maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? But <laughs> we've got uh, two of the other guys with us at the moment, and then uh, Mr. Michael Budd himself, our grandmaster founding sexy. success. Whatever. What did you call him the other day, Ed? Grandmaster the- Sexy. That's the one. Yeah, he, he will be joining us in due course. And uh, I believe... The first time we've had a full house in quite some time, wasn't it? Yeah, this is yeah, packed. Yeah. The pod is packed. The bandwidth Special is full. Show. And, I, and I do believe that the uh, the quiz show that we did a few weeks back will be uh, finally completed this week if he if he comes in and is uh, is able to do his questions for us. Hopefully, I hope he's yeah. actually found them. I think that was the yeah, problem. Yeah, because I, I had a quick yeah. look and I couldn't find the I questions because it was either. in my Skype chat log somewhere. But, yeah. <laughs> Damn you, Microsoft. <laughs> Actually, I've got them. I, should, I really should have done some revision this week. Then, uh, yeah, might not have looked like a numpty, but never mind. But I still might get them right. You never know. We'll see. He's into web sockets and stuff at the moment, so I don't know anything about that. So uh, I'll just have to yeah, be creative with my answers stuff. as usual. Yeah, so how are you guys? All good? Very Ed? well, yeah. Do- <laughs> go on, yourself. Always oh, give go a name it, when you say Yeah, you go, Ed. Oh, I got Okay, I'm oh, really oh, good. Thanks, man. Um, Lou, it's good to have you back. Thank you. Um, long time no speak, long time no see as well. We definitely need to do a meet up soon. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've been really good, man. Yeah, it's been an interesting week. A um, couple of cool things happened at work. Uh, first thing, you know, I, I don't know in the last podcast, I think I mentioned that I was upgrading to 5.5, PHP 5.5, um, our, our live setup and our dev setup and everything. Upgrading to PHP 5.5 and 5.3 because of uh, it, 5.3 being end of life and having some wow. fun. And this week, none of your websites work. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does work, but it was interesting it with our test suite. Well, it was quite... So, we... Um, so, test, so, uh, test suite. Test suite. A suite of tests. Wow. Um, so, in Symfony and a, and a lot of frameworks, like, you have bundles, the idea of these bundles, and then each one of these bundles has their own test suite that then once you... When you want to run and actually... So, the idea of what we're doing is upgrading it and then running the test suite, doing some actual manual testing as well to make sure the works but hopefully the test suite should have covered all the bases um but we're finding these really weird errors like um one of the errors was that it would just run out of memory and we were like well we set the memory limit because in php you can set the memory limit how much you actually want to give to it to two Mm -hmm. gigabytes but then it was coming back and we're looking in syslogs and stuff saying hang on a minute we've only given it six it's saying it's only got 650 megabytes of of memory so obviously when you're running all the test suites synchronously or one after the other um, they were just going, oh, yeah, no, we haven't got enough memory now, and it would just die, which wasn't fun. And I was scratching my head. I was like, oh, I'm looking through and stuff. And I found it was like this command, and it was like, what we do is we, we have um, – I don't know if you, have you, any of you used the Symphony console uh, component? I've, I've seen it. I remember looking at it when I very, very briefly dabbled with Symphony. Uh, so it, it really is awesome. And what we did was we kind of added in a couple of bits. So we've, we've kind of got commands – from command batch i think yeah with command we've got this extension on that called command batch and in there we actually set a fixed limit of 650 megabytes limit to uh make sure that our, our actual when we're running these cron jobs and stuff that things just don't go a little bit crazy obviously that was the problem but i was thinking well why is this not happening in production or uh, in our in our kind of when we run jenkins and stuff and actually do that it, it, testing when we uh, ci and stuff and it turns out that in ci we run all the unit tests in parallel so we actually have, say, like uh, like four different PHP instances running. And then, you know, we kind of say, OK, now you run these bundles, you know, and split off the bundles into each of our own processes, which speeds it up. Astrobotic. I mean, it's amazing how quick it actually makes it. And it turns out, and this is the funny one, that obviously running it in one process and running it sequentially would obviously build up to something greater than 650 megabytes being used. But because we were running in parallel, actually on the production and dev, or on the dev box, you know, for staging and stuff like that, it never actually hit 650 for any of the processes. So it was one of those bugs where we're like, it was a bug all the time. It's been there for ages. The only reason why we have never actually figured it out was because of it being paralyzed. So all I'm saying is concurrency is horrible. Uh, Paralyzation is horrible. I'm only joking. But no, that was an interesting little thing this week. Yes. (laughs) 
Thoughts, Fraser? Uh, same as you. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, my 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 test suite is known as Mamp, so that's the uh, that's my test suite. Yeah, and command refresh on the the web page. And, yeah, when you said and CI, I, I thought you meant Code Igniter, but I'm guessing probably not. Uh, uh, continuous integration. So oh. what happens <laughs> is is like so when you've got uh, say you've got a the Git repository and you're doing your work and stuff and everything can you test it locally and stuff using PHP unit or whatever test test framework you want to use you then push it up live and when you push it to say github or something or your server it then runs these tests to make sure that your build in quotes is actually still passing so you haven't broken anything that's you know someone else has made etc um saves a lot of time but also you get the horrible email saying yeah you've you broke the build uh, which is always like I didn't break it. So obviously, Ed unless... man, you are fired. Exactly, Ed broke the build. Which is like an Alan Sugar voice comes on. Yeah, you're fired. Sorry, oh, apologies, Lord Sugar. Lord Sugar, Lord Sugar. Oh yeah, is that print is still around, or has that kind of died its death? Because oh, I love the it tangents. Is. is it real? Oh, I, I, I've not seen it for a while, but it can't not be because it's easy cheap TV, isn't it? And like that seems Actually, to be what all the TV true. channels are churning out these days. <laughs> you always get some idiot on it or something, and then pick that yeah. game. Like, yeah. Anyway, so anyway, Fraser, yes. how, how you been this week, man? I've been alright, thank you, mate. My kind of week, is, I've, I've still not had a chance to properly get into into .NET because we've had a client has. This is at my my day job. We've had a, a client as a a London-based design agency who have had a couple of their clients say, we want to send out HTML emails. So, Oh, this, this is, is going to be interesting. It's going to be, yeah, I think you can see where it's going anyway. So just to kind of like lead lead the path or kind of set the path up a little more so you can work out exactly what's happened. Yep. <laughs> this client, this uh, this design agency that's, that's approached us to do these emails has never designed for the web and has never designed for emails. So you can see kind of where this is going to go now. They sound familiar. They sound Yeah, so they kind oh, of... Oh, it's not the... Oh, Christ, I might even know these guys. Yeah, I think you definitely do know these guys. Would they be the ones oh no, this that... is a, this is a, this is a brand new uh, client that we've started oh, right. working with. Okay. So uh, yeah, but it, yeah, the kind of they sent through the designs and said, okay, we want to send out this HTML email and we want it to all be live text. And of course, they've designed it and there's background images everywhere and it's using like exclusively Adobe fonts and, and all this stuff. And it's like, no, oh, we can't do any of this. So I had to kind of give them a dumbed down kind of guideline as to how to how to make HTML emails. So I basically said, look, the, the standard stuff, like you can't have background images, you can have background colors, but everything, like if you can lay it out in an Excel spreadsheet without merging cells, then it can probably be built. That's kind of like the, the, the easiest kind of way I could tables, think to, tables, tables, yeah, it? that was the easiest way I could think to describe it to them. Um, and they came back and, and then they, they finally, after a bit of back and forth, they gave us a design that was actually buildable and, and, and would have worked quite nice. So we're using standard kind of system fonts. Um, and I built the email pretty much pixel perfect i was quite proud of myself because i've never been able to get an html email kind of pixel perfect it's in every horrible, single client it? it's horrendous yeah and you've got to kind of i think in that kind of situation you need to appreciate that you're never going to get it perfect and i think that's probably a communication thing from us to the client like because you need to say look it's not going to look pixel perfect in gmail and hotmail and outlook.com and on your outlook client and your mail client and your and your iphone client um yeah, so we sent them a test, and it was it was it was as close as I've ever made an email look to a design across the board. Um, it was it was almost pixel perfect. Um, and then they said, "Yeah, it looks great on iPhone, but when I open it in Outlook on my PC, it doesn't fill the width of the screen." Uh, and it's like because uh, we've we've built it to six hundred. You gave us a six hundred yep, pixel wide a- graphic, and we've built it to six hundred pixel wide. And then oh, but we want it to be responsive. <laughs> and it's like, oh, just ch- just change the flag, isn't it? You just set it to responsive. There's like yeah, a, yeah, responsive yeah, and it automatically three. yeah automatically moves the content around really yeah. nicely depending on the size of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, there was a bit of back and forth, and I said, well, this email. But bear in mind as well, this email that I was working on it was kind of. Yeah, they gave it to us on Wednesday afternoon, and it had to go first thing Friday morning. Oh, and it's um, Fridays! Brilliant, best yeah. time to deploy anything. Exactly, Friday. and I was out of the office on Friday as well, so I had to do everything and get it all tested and, and what have you on Thursday. So, kind of mid afternoon Thursday, um, this is when they came back and said, "Oh, well, it doesn't, it doesn't fit the window when when you've got a big a big screen. Um, can you make it responsive?" Um, so, kind of we we kind of compromised, and well, it wasn't even a compromise. It was it, it didn't look very nice. But they kind of said, okay, well, can you make it 100% width 
and then it kind of comes into <laughs> I've seen Michael's picture pop up. Yeah, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, wondering yeah, so, if that was just me. Yeah, so they said, can you make it? Can you make it 100 width? And then when it comes down to iPhone size, it still looks the same. So I said we can do that, but it just means that you're going to have these like orphaned images because you're going to have the images. You, you can't make images 100 percent because Outlook will only output an image at its actual size. Um, so you can have these images coming down the middle, but you, the rest of it's going to be stretched across. So if you've got like a 1200 pixel wide window, you're going to have like 300 pixel image in the middle and then 1200 pixels width worth of text underneath it and yeah they, they went for that and and yeah <laughs> it kind of it kind of went out but i don't think i think it was it could have been handled better from the communication standpoint in terms of saying to them look this is this is what to expect because i guess obviously they were not really in the know of as to what they could get um and we probably could have done a better job of communicating to that to them but they, they left us as happy clients anyway so that's cool I mean, it was very interesting actually you say about hr and emails because that was another thing i ended up doing this week as well yeah a, a responsive one yeah, oh did you and use um is it zerb i didn't zerb use foundation. Actually, no because uh, one of uh, uh, the designer in-house actually uh, developed it and it, it, it looked lovely it looked beautiful yeah. and everything but it's that horrible testing of it and you you think oh testing for the ies is hard no testing for email clients is the hardest job in the world it is um you have like out, uh, outlook outlook um actually destroys your classes it appends prefixes to your classes yeah I mean, great. That's awesome because then your styles don't match. So you have to take in that consideration and stuff. And yeah, oh dear. I mean, there was one service online called litmus.com, I think I used, yep. um, which allowed for free. And it actually goes through and actually does like the test, similar to like web screenshots and stuff for browsers. Right, yeah. But yeah, testing emails is horrible. Oh, is Litmus uh, a paid service? Uh, Litmus is, but you get you can get like yep. a free trial. Okay. So we just used the free trial just because right. the thing is- <laughs> Different we, email address. It's, it's hard though, because like, the email we don't use enough emails or or have like because it's it was the base template that we use for all emails that was getting yep. changed so it definitely had to work uh, and look good in it, everything because it, after that what happens is we have markdown that then goes into that email and we get it generates it so we had to do a lot of testing to make sure that they all yep. work but there really is kind of and it's just table galore I mean it really is just tables upon tables because yep. that's all email clients yep. know and it no, makes that's you what cry. I was about to say that. that that was going to be like my my clever tip, but they, that's you've already now just said that's what you use. But the same same with PDFs, like emails and PDFs, anything like that. When the discrepancies between browsers are that bad, just I just go, I just use tables. Absolutely, uh, it's people the only are going way. to hate on that. But... The, uh, no, no, it's the only way. It, with te- with um, I, I looked at a lot of blog posts and stuff. Yeah, tables are the only way to get across yep. the board because you've you've not only got the clients online because you've got the web clients, you've got Outlook web client, you've got Yahoo and Gmail web clients, and then you've got uh, the desktop clients such as Fire, uh, like Thunderbird, Mail, and Apple Out- Outlook, Microsoft Outlook, our beloved yep. Outlook. Entourage, I think that's like the Mac. I think they used to call it Entourage. Now they actually call it Outlook on the Mac. That's right. Yeah, that's a horrible piece. That is horrible. But you have to test these because this is important to them. And then you've got to test the app, like as you say, on the phone and stuff. So you've got Apple clients on the phone, but then you've also got the Gmail, the Yahoo clients, the I think I don't know what other you've got all yeah a peripheral of them. And yeah, we had one problem and we're still having it that BlackBerry having problem with blackberry i know whoever uses a blackberry now um but it turns out obviously that was the only device we didn't test properly um and they're having problems and it turns out that on blackberry and we don't know if this is the real issue but we've sold we tried to solve it was that uh style tags and everything so because because obviously in an email everything has to be in line or you have to have like style tags and it all has to be really dumped into the actual, that one page that can then yeah. be moved around it's ugly isn't it horrible um <laughs> and you, you set up a base page you know html you have your head and your body but then you put your styles in your head because uh, you think well that's the best way of doing it yeah um but no obviously in like blackberry and stuff they don't pick up the styles in the head you have to chuck it into the body and there's actually another bug and it could be this could be the horrible one where we have too many tables so you know you have like tables upon tables upon tables yep. it after a while that there was a bug that i read up on their uh, forums that it actually just doesn't bother showing stuff in these tables it gives what? up it which just is gives up right. yeah blackberry <laughs> man because I've seen sometimes when I, when I, on my on my old iPhone it would it would download part of the message and it'll say do you want to download more of it and like kind of part of me thinks well if it's doing that is it kind of maybe cutting off a closing table cell or something which would therefore yeah, destroy the, the exactly just everything yeah. then go I, I just I hate emails I hate just plain text emails please but no one likes yes, those everyone that's wants the, thing. the 
because uh, obviously then you have to provide i don't know if you did like provide the plain text alternative as well in case people don't have yeah we do ship that know, as well yeah just... i take it you're not using uh, campaign monitor or mailchimp or anything like that then or no we've I got an, an well in-house system um oh right yeah i guess it's the same in-house system that we had before it's been slightly modified um but uh, i think did ed build it uh, no, it was it was built by by the the company director. Um, by Mike. Obviously, you, you guys all know. Um, yeah. And it's a great bit of software. But kind of, I was having a chat with Justin the other day, and we were thinking, we were saying, should we maybe kind of raise the subject of should we go the route of Mailchimp because the the bit of kit that we've got is fantastic, but Mailchimp that's their full time business. They, that's they've their got bread people, and butter. Yeah, it? they've got yeah they've got people working on that like like however many hours a week, thousands of hours a week to make this this thing as perfect as possible. And then we've got this thing; it's fantastic, but we're never going to be able to ship a product, or we're never going to be able to develop that to a stage where it is as good as, as Mailchimp. So why don't we just use Mailchimp? Campaign Monitor is very good as well. Are they are they similar services like bulk email senders? Yeah, pretty much. That's from, cool. From what I've seen, they yeah. also handle the stuff like because we use something called SendGrid, so we send all our emails through SendGrid, um, which actually allow you then to actually work out if, if the file was read, you know, if it if it'd been sent correctly, yep. if it'd been read, because obviously it uses the trick of having like a little image, GIF, like yeah, a, yeah, like a GIF or something, you know, just a one pixel by one pixel yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, I, I just yeah, Mailchimp's awesome, like for that. And yeah, I, another thing, obviously, with email is I don't know if you've had this problem with your in house one is that your your um, IP address gets blacklisted as spam. Yeah, you're sending out so many emails, so you have to yeah. ring all the or you know work out. I don't know how you call to do it. I mean, it just seems insane, like. Working out how to then say, can you please take me off the blacklist? You know, oh. I think this is a problem with email generally now, isn't it? Oh, it's, yeah, like, so because you get sent so much crap. Oh, yeah. Am I allowed to say crap on here? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. But then, <laughs> then you get the clients ringing up saying, "Oh, but we've only had certain amount, this certain amount of people that have actually opened it," and they're like, yeah. "Well, it might have gone through to their junk mail." And then it's like, yeah. "Oh, right, okay, what are you supposed and to then do?" Can, yeah, and they, they say, "Can you make it not go through to yeah. their junk mail?" It's like, it's "Well, like, no, because no, no. you're fighting against Google. <laughs> yeah. Like, and Google's always going to win." And you say, "Like, would you like it in your email client if if I said actually I don't want your you know you've said mark me a spam." So I'll go yeah. to spam and me just saying, no, I don't want to go to spam anymore. Yeah. I'm going back into your inbox. Yeah, if like, it was that simple. Yeah. And they're like, and they're like uh, no, I wouldn't like that, but I would like mine to go through, you know, to make yeah, sure they like, well, everyone like, would yeah, like this to go through. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Oh, clients. You love clients. Uh, I was reading a good website uh, the other day and I've actually subscribed to it in my Feedly account just so I get it through on my, my morning kind of wake up browse of the internet yep. um it's clients from hell have you seen it clients from i know yeah if you go to it it's, it's basically people writing stories of issues they've had with clients and it's, it's fantastic it's just oh, really good fun. clients from hell you have to hell set you have to um, add it in the show notes yes i will do uh yeah clients from hell.net but it's really funny there's some really good stuff on there and like the, the scary thing is we've heard I'd say probably ninety percent. Like, there's no way that you haven't had similar similar stuff going oh, on with dear. clients. But yeah, it's it's just Genius. a good read. Yeah, really good. Absolutely. Yeah. Is, is, did you say clients from hell dot dot net? Oh, okay. Because ironically, I've just done dot com, and it says you don't have permission to access it on this server. So oh, really? That sounds like a tricky client. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Lou, Lou. So yeah. yeah, Lou, you've been on holiday. Yeah, how's your week? Oh, well, yeah. your week's been like. Yeah. What have you been up to, sir? Well, last week I was back at work, so that was that was that. But two weeks before that, I was on holiday. Yeah, that was lovely. Yeah, how was that? Because I remember having a chat with you before you went away, and you were saying that that Rachel was all up for like going hiking and going like motorbiking, and you just wanted to get drunk by the pool for a couple of weeks. Like, That's how my was, man. How was that? Who who ended up winning out on that? Or was there a bit of a conflict? I tell, I tell you, neither of us won on that one because the heat won that particular argument. It was. Oh, really? uh, it was kind of too hot to do either. We uh, during the day, it was uh, this Cyprus we went to. By the way, if anyone's if anyone's wondering, the uh, to me the uh, one of the best holiday destinations there must be in my very limited travel experience. And also, you're biased so, because someone may have a villa out there. Oh yeah, my know. parents have got a villa out there, so uh, it's it's quite a nice little perk that you know. Yeah, just book the old EasyJet flights and uh, that's it. So let's <laughs> meet up in Cyprus. Well, there you go. There you go. You know, the offer is on the table. <laughs> Okay, Absolutely. taken. Yeah, I'm yeah, done. That's... Let's go, yeah, now. <laughs> that, was, that was tough. I'm my bag now. I'm yeah. thinking I might have to sell that one to you, but no. No, no it was it was awesome. It was brilliant. Nice little two-week break. can't remember the last time I went on a two-week uh, holiday, actually, but yeah. it, it's obviously amazing because it's a complete switch-off from everything, but the flip side of that is is that you get used to it. 
<laughs> and then you uh, you come back and then you realise suddenly yeah you're on the A21 driving back to Tunbridge Wells going back to work tomorrow and that's yeah. uh, and you're like no yeah that's a bit of a that's a bit of a low point but no it's always uh, depressing isn't it when you get in the car at, at the airport like in Heathrow or Gatwick and you drive out and everything is grey yeah absolutely yeah or so welcome home guys yeah. yeah I don't know if I've ever seen fog in a foreign country apart from possibly New York when I was there <laughs> I think fog is uh, uniquely English. But probably not. But no, no, it was a really, it was a, it was a blinding holiday. And then yeah, back into it this week. It's uh, it's all gone, it's all gone busy at work. So yeah, uh, yeah. So and were they were they lining things up ready to to give to you the second you walked back through the door? Yeah, I want to sack the people at Trello dot com. So uh, they, yeah, Trello is our kind of task manager thing that we use. So uh, have you used it the online to do list thingy? It's quite no. Good. I'll have a look at that Trello dot com. Yeah, it's actually brilliant. If uh, if you're like me, and I work best from like to-do lists and stuff rather yeah. than trying to... Yeah, uh, I, I always used to try and write it down, but then, you know, if, you, uh, if you're if you going to be working from home or whatever, you then got to take like, that list with you. And if you don't, then suddenly you're at home thinking, oh, crap, what was it I was supposed to do? I've forgotten. Then, uh, so we've used that, and, uh, yeah, I had a big old to-do list of things to catch up on, but it wasn't too bad. It's uh, one of those situations where, well, this looks like quite a big list, but when I started working through it, it was all quite small things, so... Not too bad. One of them actually was a was a Google related thing, which uh, I haven't quite got round to yet. But I'm assuming it's not possible. We had a um, a client asking if we could have a particular page on their website removed from Google listings. You can in your so, AC access. You can. Oh, is yeah, this, you, you can get your robot. Yes, yeah, so in your robots. robots you can, yeah, that's that's say, don't crawl it. But you can also. I think you can send them a request saying, "Please can." You, but it's up to them if they remove it or not. Is it, yeah. is it a bad page or is it just a page that? It's a property website, and basically, the um, that property's now been sold. So. Oh, well, surely on the next, I mean, you could do it in your robots actually, but surely on the next crawl, if it's not there anymore. Well, hopefully not. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked for a load of articles, and they were saying, yeah, you could use these robot.txt files, but sometimes they don't work. So I was like, well, yes, yeah, it really is up to the crawler. <laughs> like, I mean, Google, it's up to Google if they want to do it or not. Like, if they want to, yeah, respect that. Yeah, I, I just ended up like using the code to like say if it's a deleted. Unfortunately, um, the developer before me hadn't thought to take that into account that maybe the uh, property might have been sold when they actually try and download the PDF. So, <laughs> yeah, so I just built that in and I thought that should take care of it. But who knows? But yeah, the other part of my week was uh, our Media Temple server was virtually maxed out at 99.7% or something like that. What, storage? Storage, yeah. Wow. But the reality of it was is that the actual kind of memory taken up by websites themselves was only about a third of that and the rest of it was backups oh what, like uh, sql dumps and stuff like that all kinds of things like that these massive massive zip files and uh, and stuff like that and i was quite happy to SH, ssh in and delete them but i just wanted like some reassurance from the media temple guys that you know if i do this well it definitely won't break anything will it i just wanted to say yep that's fine yeah and you i get that reassuring the pat on yeah. the back saying yeah that's fine go on Exactly. I spoke to about three or four guys, and of course, none of them would commit to it and saying, "Well, no, no, no thing that you do can be uh, considered a hundred percent safe and all that stuff." So I was like, "Well, adding extra fear." <laughs> yeah. So even even when I was away on holiday, I was there constantly thinking, like, "Oh God, there could be a point tonight or whenever that it just maxes out and suddenly all those websites won't be working." Thankfully, it didn't happen. But uh, and then I got back onto him again this week, and I got this different guy. I can't remember his name, but I credited him on Twitter. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I saw the tweet on uh, on Twitter. Yeah. I can't remember what his name was now. I should give him a little name. Uh, name shout? Is that a word? Have I just made name up drop. a word? Get name, name drop. drop. That's the one I was going for. Uh, where is he? Let me scroll down. Let me scroll down. Let me scroll down. This is making for brilliant podcast material. <laughs> well, while you mention that, has any one of you played with PHP Storm 8 yet? I haven't played with any no. of the PHP Storms oh, yet. Oh, you guys I'm, have to. I'm it's, devoted to Sublime. No, it's got, it, we finally pitched with Storm 8. It's finally got that multi-cursor thing that Sublime had or has. I really... I never use that. I just use Find and Replace. Oh, I love multi-cursors. I get yeah. bored, I get lazy. Um, <laughs> and then like it's also got PHP 5.6 syntax support. And and the, the refactoring tools in PHP Storm are just amazing. But that's a yeah. random tangent. I, I will I will definitely have to have a look at it because obviously everyone's saying how amazing it is. So but. worth it. So worth it. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, the the guy was James T.R. Hello, Media James T.R. Thank and, you very uh, much. Media Temple, if you listen to the three devs in the Maybe podcast, which, let's face it, of course you do. Cause <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
yeah, he's yeah, he was the guy, and it, yeah, literally, I was just like, right, I just want to know that I can do this, and it's not going to break. And he was like, yeah, fine, yeah, no problem. He's like, do you think he had hundred percent confidence? Do you just think, yeah, he said, yeah, whatever. No, I think yeah, I just think he. Oh, that's cool. He knew the system. Well, they came back to me with a comment like saying, "Thanks very much. We are aware that he is one of the best." So, oh. and it, and he said, "Oh, why?" They could say, "Yeah, he's one of the worst," and you're like, yeah. oh. While you're at it, you might want to uh, you might want to have a look at this directory and delete all those files. So I just did that, and all of a sudden it went from 99 down to about like 88. But I was like, ah, oh, cool. Well, we're so was it just um, old timestamp uh, backups then? The, it was, yeah, literally the incremental just backup, yeah. TGZ zip file thingies. Um, so, did so, you do? You, are they like because you, you can use um, oh, what's it called? Log rotate and stuff like that. That then keeps backups. Like no, I suppose actually it wouldn't be like that. But you'd want that. Uh, do you have a cron job running that just does the backups? Uh, I think, yeah, I think something was set up when, um, again, a colleague of mine last year managed to erase the, uh, what was it, is that the uh, the Edman scenario? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm familiar uh, with a certain... Uh, RM star from yeah, the... Rec- RM, rec- RM dash R, <laughs> just dash R recursive and force it so you don't even get any verbosity. Yeah. Or maybe add V in there as well, just so you see all the files that are down until just being deleted. Um, yeah. Yeah, solid Ed move there. But that's basically what I've been doing, so I just I just... Uh, went through the backup directory just looking at all the files and came up with a few decent command line tips for like listing files in order of like memory size and stuff like that to see where where like the main problems were that's um, that's, they're very worth to put that in the show notes they're on my twitter feed yeah, yeah I've, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll hunt down your twitter feed and uh put it on put it in the show notes those tweets yeah but yeah, long story short so yeah went through that and uh you know some of the backups there were, there were some directories had like I don't know, 10 or 12, like, backup zip files in, which they're all just enormous. So it's now down on, like, 45%, which is where it should be. And You're just going to keep know. an eye... Because what you can do in the cron job is uh, remove, like, remove, uh, like, old... Like, say, I only want to keep the last 14 days' worth of backups, maybe. Yeah, I, I, that's the next step, because, yeah, the, there was a, a big problem with a load of stuff getting deleted last year. So I think the uh, the backup scenario is... Yeah, the consensus was, let's just have as many backups as we need. <laughs> yeah, so. I don't care how many we have. I just want, yeah. Yeah, it clogs the memory, so that'll be the next step. So, yeah, that was uh, that was the majority of my week, and then just working on some other projects and bits and bobs, really. Awesome. Um, yeah. Mickey. Do we have right? Mickey? I think so. Yeah, we've seen a funny picture pop up on the Skype window. You do so. have me. Oh, yeah. Mickey's been yeah. sitting quietly for the past twenty minutes. Yeah, he's been I very have. good. You know, <laughs> and, uh, good man. To be honest, I was just kind of hoping uh, you could live without me for as long as possible because I've got so little to contribute. But uh, well, no, how, yeah. how you been, man? What's your week been like? Um, freelance stuff again this weekend, I think, isn't it? Or all freelance? Yeah, all kind of same stuff that I uh, was telling you about uh, last week. But um, I've got a couple of things I could mention with that. Actually, just a couple of things I've used. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever picked up on this, but I got like this horrible uh, thing come back from the client saying, "Oh, I'm, I'm looking at the site on my iPad and I can't increase the size of a text area." Solid. It's like, oh man, you pretty can't, can you? Uh, so I basically used a plugin called. Um, Auto size. Right. Uh, you mean is, that normally you can just like click on the corner of it and enlarge yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. What, they couldn't? No, mm-hmm. apparently not. So I um, don't know if that's a common problem have or you, not. Have you tried using the Apple iOS simulator? I use that this Yeah, week. that's awesome. Yeah. Do you know what annoying thing with that is? Because I was trying to test mail. You can't um, test mail on at the iOS simulator. It doesn't include the it's mail. When you're you, can't, to... you can't test image uploads either. <sighs> And no, then, yeah, it's, it's so, and then also, we're well, sorry, completely sidetracked, but BlackBerry mm. emulator as well. To simulate email, you have to also download their server, like their email server thing. Completely Oof. annoying. Anyway, moving on. Sorry, Mickey. So, well, actually, I was I was listening to your BlackBerry thing, and I was checking to see what their uh, share of the market is at the moment, and it's not point two percent. Yeah, I, I just don't know. Know. for that. Why One of the jokes was we were going to say, why don't we just send the guy who's complaining about it an iPhone? It, it oh, was at not point three percent, and then I left them. <laughs> to be honest, if it was me, I'd be like 0.2%. That's not profitable for your business no. to actually cater for that, is it? Yeah. I think, Surely. I think if it, if it um, turns out, it was quite cool, actually. One of the things is uh, in London, a couple of places actually around England, I can't believe what it, remember what it's called, but it's like an open place that you can book in an appointment and test on old devices. Right. You can actually say, oh, can I please have an iPhone 4 with uh, iOS 6? You know, right. and just test your applications and test stuff. Yeah, um, and obviously with uh, BlackBerry, you can't test email without having a SIM card in the phone. BlackBerry is horrible. Oh man, the world they having like a resurgence. When they're planning on kind of reinventing themselves, yeah, and... they're like a playbook or something. You know, I'm sure I read something oh. they were going to start shipping Blackberries with Android. 
like a, wow. a, yeah, a, I a modified version of Android. That. that would be quite cool. But no, again, it wouldn't, no, it's no, so one wants, no one wants a BlackBerry because no one likes the QWERTY keyboard. All you hear on the train like up to London is which is those stupid QWERTY keyboards with little chick-click keys. As a public domain podcast, are we supposed to be impartial to these things? Oh, no, BlackBerry are scum. Sorry. Sorry, Mickey, go for it. Ed, for legal purposes, that was you that said that, wasn't it? Yeah, sorry, BlackBerry. Um, the other thing you can use for text areas is, uh, do you know, as part of like the jQuery UI, you've got a uh, resizable. Yes. Which like, you can use on any element, but you could use it on text area. But again, it's quite fiddly when you're using like a touch device. So something like auto size, just literally as soon as you fill up the text area, it keeps you making it bigger basically to allow for that. So, yeah. Uh, yes, pretty good little uh, plug in there. Uh, what else was I going to get? contribute oh yeah php storm sucks so don't oh, uh, come listen on. to ed you haven't <laughs> so. given it a chance you literally loaded it up once serious he, he loaded it up once right but and said you've oh got a, this is different if you've got a machine like ed's got with like 2000 gig of ram and uh, <laughs> well like, he's, he's oh, like, um, sorry that's why oh is it? yeah it is bad well you're just slicing it yourself well yeah i, I know i didn't get on with it at all no, it's just far too clunky for me. Like, no, I, I, like strip back. And... It's awesome. Are you are you back on Sublime, Mick? Where where everyone should be? I never left Sublime. Are you using Mike, a Sublime man. Three, the beta of it. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any changes that you can see? Like differences? Um, is it worth no, me upgrading to, be to the beta? Of, no, I, I I've looked for the change logs. I've I need to have a look for. I it. literally I have my version of Sublime, and the only package I've added is like a code hinting thing for PHP. And that, I'm happy with that setup. Yeah, that's that's perfect that's for me. Kind of like, I think that is the bare kind of. I mean, the thing is with PHP Storm that I like is mm. that the IDE experience because we did a podcast on IDE, didn't we? Like way mm. back, um, we did. Yeah, the IDE experience. You know, where you have like the refactoring tools, like being able to like make a constructor. You know, part you know saying like, oh, you know, the constructor has these parameters, and literally being able to with a clicker button create the getters and setters and create like you know the properties and stuff. Yeah, stuff like that's awesome. Um, and like the refactoring tools are like being out because I've been listening to a lot of um, I, I think I mentioned this to you uh, I think Mickey I also mentioned it to you Lou I think it was the Clean Coders um, video series from Uncle oh, Bob oh yes you did yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah, yes. definitely going to have to uh, so I'll send over the link actually cleancoders.com it is and they're like a load of video uh, tutorial well videos uh, packaged up from Uncle Bob the guy who made Clean Code he's very good big in the Java world and also just in the big is he related OOP to Sideshow world. Bob <laughs> his name's Richard Martin, but he's Uncle Bob. Of course it is. Because obviously, why wouldn't you be? Yeah. Um, but it, he's got some... I mean, he, his his videos are weird. They're very green screen. They're awful green screens. Like, I don't understand it. Like, his gimmick is that he does awful green screens, but really tries hard on them. But it, they're so cheesy, but they actually stick in your mind, the concepts. So maybe he's doing that just because you'll remember it for being that awful scene where he was like with his dog pretending he was Spock or something. Yeah, no under- no idea, but the guy's a bit loony, but he also has awesome, like, these videos. And you just see him using um, IntelliJ, which is also from JetBrains, um, uh, which is what PHP Storm is made for, also uh, from. And, yeah, you see them refactoring, you know, being able to, like, you know, so oh, can you please add, made it, put this into a method, maybe abstract that out into a class? Can you please, you know, inject the, um, embed the actual function inside this code instead of having a function call so you can do some good refactoring, which, yeah, really interesting stuff. I feel like I don't even know you anymore, Ed. You know, you're using you're using <laughs> Symphony, you're using PHP Storm. Yeah, changed, where, where, where's Laravel Sublime Ed gone? You know, you know? well, you know, you I, sold out. Also, I'm doing Swift stuff now, which is awesome. Um, Swift's a really cool language. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. PHP Ed. Yeah. That's what we used to call him. PHP Ed. I'm still PHP. Just, you know. Just, no, no, no. I'm a developer. You know. You're what still you Eddie. Eddie from the block. Is that <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, you're still Jenny from the block. <laughs> yeah, Jenny, I'm still Eddie from the block. Even though now I had a little, now I have a lot. Yeah, don't be oh. fooled by the rocks that you got. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Now I'm gonna have to listen to that song again. Um, thank you. Uh, also, sorry. One thing was um, I went to meet my first ever talks in London. Free they were skillsmatter.com talks um yeah you're like this one mickey how to name things the hardest problem in programming oh yeah i've got a link in it but he was like the guy was um talking about like how you can 
uh, like use stuff from like uh, famous authors like Stephen Haw- uh, Stephen Hawking. No, he's not an author. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> King, uh, Stephen, Stephen King, uh, and stuff like Stephen you know Hemingway Hawking. and stuff like that. So that was interesting. I put that in the show notes. The video is actually recorded. So. Good stuff. So when you say how to name stuff, is it how to name projects or is it like how to name variables? Yeah, and- so how to name no, anything programming. Like it's really hard. Uh, there was a famous quote, I can't remember who it was, but saying that the hardest problem is to do cash invalidation or caching in general. Uh, so one was cash. It's a funny one, actually. So one is caching, two is naming things, and zero is off by one errors. <laughs> wow i really just that yeah just, we all got that that'll die yeah, there yeah we got oh, that one ed i'll be telling that one later the boys down the pub are gonna laugh <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no it's it's all free it's amazing these talks are free so we just i just went to one after work and yeah really interesting stuff so so what have you named this week then <laughs> well, it's just it, cause tell, tell us the, about a function and what did you call it <laughs> This we, is our new pop quiz. Oh, dear. well, that, well I, name that function. You know, I, but it's interesting because what do you, you know, naming things is so important that, you know, but one of the Uncle Bob's things is that you shouldn't have that many comments because the code should express what it's doing. And with that, then you have to name things right to be able to actually, you know, kind of, you know, tell the story of what the program's doing. What's the uh, word? Synaptic? Is that right? Synaptic, maybe. That sounds technical uh, enough. What's and, the word that means, like, explains what it does in, like, the... You know, like in the method signature or... Oh, I don't it, know, actually. Synaptic. Synaptic is that to do with your brain, like synaptic, I, like your synapse and stuff. Is this a good, a good point to point out uh, this week that I did actually work on some legacy code that had function do stuff? Yes! It? Was it underscores or was it camel? No, camel. Well, camel. Actually, no, it was all lowercase. All, all what? No underscore either. Wow. No, it's just function. Or, or it might, all right, it might have been function dos stuff. Dos stuff. Oh, but dear Function genius. do stuff. Just what you need. It's, What's it's, this function going to do? Stuff. stuff. What shall I call it? Do stuff. Do um, stuff. But no, I mean, that's the thing. Like, naming things is so important and, it, you know, kind of explaining, you know, in the domain what it needs to be, um, the context you're in. Um, it was funny because it seems like domain-driven development, everyone's talking about domain-driven development. In all these talks, there was, like, always a little bit, even though it's just about naming, it was like, well, let's talk about bounding contexts and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, anyway, that's my week kind of done. Mike, how is how is how is what? Sorry, how is Mini Me? Mini, Mini Me is really good. He kind of had the worst week he's had so far. He had this cold. Oh and, no! Uh, is he? Is he all taking? Yeah, he's all, he's all better now. Yeah, sense. he was just a little bit restless in the week. So it's like the first like week where I had a couple of nights like very little sleep, and then going into work the next day, it's like it's so hard to uh, just concentrate. Yeah, you just have to have so many cups of coffee, and then you'll get like two minutes of work done, and then you're dead again. It's yeah, just, you're eating another cup of coffee. Yeah, but it's totally totally worth it. Uh, it doesn't sound like it, but it really is. But um, oh, it's, I've had the pleasure of meeting him twice now. You have, yeah, we have, so and he he definitely well, possibly slightly more hair, but he he is mini <laughs> mini bud in every other way. Uh, oh dear, too much, too much information. TMI, yeah, TMI. Oh. So what's going on with the, the house, Michael? When's when's that going forward? Oh, don't. I have no oh. idea. We we keep getting calls from the stage and it's just bringing us up and giving us threats, like, when are you getting in? And we're really? like, well... That, what? Yeah. That doesn't we, make sense. No. It's <laughs> like we're holding it up. Uh, and just everything's with sisters. So, um, yeah, they, they say, like, buying a house is, like, the second most stressful thing in your life. So, yeah, uh, yeah it certainly is a bit stressful at the moment. But um, We may need a backup plan, seeing as we're supposed to all be coming down on the 4th of October to decorate. <laughs> assumedly we need a house to decorate so that uh, is a good point you might have to put it off by a month maybe or a couple of weeks but but we'll we can still meet up something else then. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not meeting up i only wanted to do the house thing so <laughs> no <laughs> sorry guys let's decorate yeah i really love painting yeah yeah, yeah me too i was painting and uh, every time i get on a train to go and meet you guys i lose my iphone so yeah it's true so and you've got a new iphone to lose yeah uh, oh yeah. i didn't tell have you, you that the i new lost iPhone, the iphone 6 no, no, I've got a crappy oh. 4S now, but I, I lost it again. Uh, but I got it, I got it back this time. <laughs> How did enough, you lose I, it? What did you oh, do man. this time? It fell, when, we got, when we got back from uh, Cyprus, when we got the taxi home, it fell out of my pocket in the taxi. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> so so you and, were able to do the whole holiday without losing it, but yeah. then coming back is when... <laughs> but, you know, you know, I don't know if you're a believer in fate or meant to be or yeah, anything like that. Yeah, it's not like meant to be, Lewis. You, you are not meant to have a That's phone. That's not meant to be. But my uh, my other R4H said to the taxi driver when we got there, can we get your uh, 
mobile number. That sounds wrong. Why is she? Why is she trying to get mobile numbers? Three way in the car, in the car as well. Wow! Yeah, right in front of my face. Unbelievable. <laughs> and uh, got his mobile number, and thankfully, then I realised I'd lost my phone, and I was able to give him a ring. So what, why did he want her num- Why did she want his number? Uh, anyway. Just because I don't know, <laughs> he he does Gatwick transfers and stuff, so I guess he would have been used for story. That's what story. I'm, that's what I'm going to go with. Can I speak anyway. up on your use of transfers there? Yeah, is it transfers or transfers? <laughs> it's transfers, isn't it? I yeah, wrong. Yeah, transfers, not even Nick? like a southern word, is it? Nick? <laughs> transfers. There you go. Yeah. There's your answer. I would have thought it'd be transfers, but Nick Nick's northern though, so yeah, like he'd he, say he, that even if boy, transfers was a real thing. <laughs> if I try to say transfers, no, yeah, no, no transfers. Just, sorry, work. it might be right. It just sounded a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I've got a uh, couple of other plugins I'd like to uh, share. Like yeah. Are these ones you've actually That's used, fine. those Mickey? No, yeah, <laughs> they are this time. They are. I, I googled something. I didn't click on it, but yeah. I just saw it was I there. The so I thought I'd tell you about it. <laughs> so uh, this is the first one, which is just a. I think I tweeted about it the other day. Just quite a nice little um, emoticon thing. You just obviously type in your words and and then obviously just put in your event list, and it will just swap out anything that that's recognised as like a smiley. Oh wow, that's um, pretty cool. Oh. Yeah, it's, it is really good actually, but I've had a couple of things like if you type the word boom, like you get like some sort of emoticon inserted every type time. I love the word boom. Right. Like you wouldn't be able to have a conversation with Fraser because it would just be emoticon <laughs> all the time. Like. <laughs> but, but it is really good considering like, you know, open source and everything. It's, uh, I awesome. found it really useful for that app that I've been making. Um, you couldn't say like I've, I've got a new male chicken or something like that. <laughs> Uh, you could try it. You just you never know yeah. what it's going to like give you back. To be honest with you, it's a bit random, but uh, yeah. it's really good tool. So obviously, I've been using that with that, that JavaScript application I've been writing. Which is just to say, just to segue slightly, the only nightmare I've really had that, as you guys know, um, been doing that JavaScript application and using that uh, uh, Ratchet PHP library. Yes, how's that going? It's really, really good. But the only thing I would say to anyone who's going to do it, anything like that, is it's really tricky to keep a grip on what is happening locally. Like on the client's machine and what's being broadcasted. Oh, so suddenly, debugging things is kind of hard. Yeah, and you like you go and try and access a variable, and you're like, oh, hang on, wait, this doesn't exist on the other person's machine yet. It only exists on mine until it's been broadcasted across. So I mean, you know, if you're a bit more careful than what I've been, you can kind of design your projects a bit better. But with mine, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit of hellish code, really. And, and trying to keep track of what's available at any one time is a bit of a nightmare because obviously, only like when you broadcast a message that you could then then pass that variable over. And, you know, before that point, it won't exist on the other machine. It's confusing. But, but yeah, it's going pretty well. And like I say, I've used the um, emoticonized thing on, on that. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty much new. Dylan showed it to the client this morning. He's really happy with it. Um, awesome. He's trying to give me more work. But obviously, I start uni next week. Yeah, you're like, no, thank you. Yeah, and then obviously I keep trying to hand it off to you guys, and everyone's like, "No, I don't want freelance work." <laughs> Shocking, and I, I won't give it to people that I don't trust with the work. No, well, because exactly yeah. you know I mean? the client, you feel disres- You know, you're yeah, the and you three are about the only people I know who I'd actually trust. So, uh, sucker, and obviously been- anyone now who's listening from my work about this podcast is probably going to want me dead <laughs> next time I see them. But yeah. I've just been briefed on five months' worth, so it's just... Have it's, you? I, 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 was, I genuinely like, was going to help you out, but I I, no I just know that it's going to be too much. Sorry, five months of freelance? Uh, not freelance, right, just stuff gotcha. at work. Like, I've been, I've been yeah. told what my next three websites are going to be. Are so, they uh, interesting projects? Uh, yeah, good stuff. I mean, I can't really say the specifics, unfortunately. Right, yeah. But yeah, one one small, one quite big, and one really big. So yeah, on top of nice. the really big one that I'm doing now. So yeah. <laughs> Oh, Try man. and throw in some freelance to be stuff honest, on top you, of that. Just don't ever do freelance. I say this every week, but yeah, I don't blame you at all. Just uh, unless just, you're unemployed, just, and then it's probably unless you're unemployed, quite a good don't idea. do it. Yeah, I kind of really flip back and forth between between that opinion and not that opinion. Like because at yeah. the moment, I've got three projects on. Two of them are, are pretty much done, um, and I've got one that's still in its infancy. But I've been working like constantly for the last two weeks. I could go to work and then come home in an evening and, and work. And I've actually, I've actually been enjoying it. I think it's the first time I've actually enjoyed and been motivated to come home and, and open up my computer and, and start working again. So thanks um, for rubbing that yeah. in. Yeah. What are you <laughs> it's, uh, the one is an online store for a company that sells uh, like dirt bike equipment, so like motorbike helmets and 
and stuff. Um, so that's quite an interesting one because it's, it's not like motorbiking is not a hobby of mine, but it's something I've done in the past. So it's not like I'm building like websites for I don't know like what are you using shoe for that polish, uh, silver stripe. Okay. Yeah. So and that's then, got an e-commerce thing built into it, isn't it? It's got a plugin that you can use for e-commerce, which I use. Um, it's a very kind of bare bones one, so it's kind of you, you can. It's very easy to to develop on top of. So it comes with like the bare basics of being able to add to a cart, um, and then yeah, and then check out and stuff, and then that's pretty much all you get shipped with it. So you have to kind of yeah. put your own ver- like variations and your own stock control system together and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and another project is for an air conditioning company. Um, but that's just a, a, a static site, so that's pretty much done now. We're just kind of talking and about yeah the different images they want, all the different pages, and the one that I'm just starting. Uh, it's another quite an interesting one. It's a guy who owns a like a, a stunt plane, and he's selling like these stunt plane experience vouchers and, and what have you. So oh, wow. that's another. It's just only going to be a very simple online store, like a very basic one, because he's just selling selling the vouchers for for these these kind of two hour flight experiences so yeah that's uh, another one that i'm doing it's been it's been pretty interesting cool. and i've got a, a little bit of a a not a plug-in uh, a little service mm. that I'd, I'd like to talk about if, if you guys are yeah, cool yeah. that yeah. it's uh, just a website i came across you now like we've all had the situation like you're working with a designer and then like they'll send you a psd and it's it's built up entirely of, of like adobe fonts that like Yay. the licenses cost like 600 quid a year to use on, on the web and stuff um <laughs> yeah. and even if you did which I, of course i wouldn't try and convert them with font squirrel it comes up with an error in font squirrel saying that you can't convert this because adobe's requested we we exclude this um, really do they do from our that? service they do yeah wow yeah there's certain font like it's happened to me a, a number of times well, do they do it by name of the th- or they must do like a fingerprint like a hash type thing yeah like, i don't know how it actually sneaky, works but yeah you get like a you, you upload it and it pops up with a, a little alert box saying adobe has requested Jeez, that we exclude wow. this from our service yeah so i, I kind of because this happened so often i was kind of sick of like going back to clients and saying look these fonts we can't use them unless you want to spend 600 quid like a year on a license for it which you're clearly not going to want to do because you bartered me down so much on the price of the website <laughs> the I, I know what you yeah. are i know yeah, what type so of uh, yeah so I, I did a bit of googling for for a couple of these fonts like oh what is the closest google font to such and such and i came across this site and i don't even know if it's like so i think it's just some a project that somebody's done by themselves because the the url for it is like joelcrawfordsmith.com forward slash new i'll pop that into into the uh the show notes anyway um and it's awesome like you literally type in the name of your font and it will tell you what the closest font on google fonts is to it and for the ones that i've seen i I'm not, I, I don't have a designer's eye, but I've not been able to to notice a single difference between the the alternative it's recommended and the original font. So that's awesome. That's, that's kind of that's a very cool link. Yeah, yeah, really is. Man, I've actually do that off. a lot with my company because they're a print company and they uh, they they like fonts like these ones called Gotham and stuff, which just aren't really suitable. So they I finally got them using Google fonts for web design now. Yeah, because there's so many on there, it's highly unlikely you're not yeah. going to find something close to what you need, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm sure the way they're selecting the fonts is not, oh, we need it to be precisely this font because of that. I'm sure they're going through a list of fonts saying, yeah, I'm sure that looks nice. So instead of doing it through the Adobe list, why don't they just do it through the Google list instead? That's it, exactly. You live by your means instead yeah. of like, yeah, yeah, looking through your Photoshop. Uh, yeah. Down these Photoshop developers. If you, want to be a, if you want to be a red rag to the ball, then say to a design print company, what's so important about fonts? <laughs> Topography. <laughs> so, you know, Topography. You want, is it a big want... deal? Sans oh, serif, serif, do I care? Yeah. I'm actually exactly. coming around to Times New Roman these days. Like, I've seen, oh. I know it's weird because, like, when you when you first start writing HTML, like, you've got like a blank canvas, and obviously the the, the default font is Times New Roman or, or whatever the the serif font is. And like, I'm actually coming around to. It. I've seen a few designs that use it and use it really nicely. Oh, you're serious? Yeah, like straight up. <laughs> oh. I really like. Yeah, like obviously it doesn't work in every situation. It can look it can look crap in. Whatever, but again, I'm not a designer. Facebook, Facebook might look a bit different with uh, yeah. Times New Roman. <laughs> it looked well classy. Yeah, you should have a look at Ariel. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Ariel, and then Tahoma was the one, the big one after Ariel, wasn't oh, it? You know, Cambria, that's the one for me. Oh, I've not seen much of Cambria. If I was a, if yeah. I was a web designer, then it would be Cambria everywhere. Sounds <laughs> MS. Yeah. Uh, I've got one of a library to. Uh, Okay, well, I'm sure everyone's used this before, and I'm sure I've plugged it a thousand times before, but it is worth plugging again. The uh, internet. Yeah. <laughs> the internet. The internet, <laughs> yeah. Big things, going to be stuff. big things. Computers. Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, it's just the Excel reader. Um, I think, like, you can find it on the, like, code.google.com. But um, 
it's just really simple. Just give it. I think it has to be an XLS format. It won't accept XLSX, so just make sure it, you export your files that if you need to use it. But it'll just literally read through your um, your spreadsheet, including all your like extended light sheets and stuff like that. And it'll just return you. Um, uh, I think it's an array. It returns you of all the data. Oh, cool. And then you can just filter through, and, and literally so easy to use. I mean, so, it's, this is instead of a CSV, is it or? Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, CSV is always going to be the preferred option if you can do that because clients love Excel, though, don't they? So yeah. clients do love Excel, and CSV is well, pretty unknown to you know others. But um, yeah, this is pretty good. Uh, Are many people that aware in your experience of of CSV? Like normal normal clients, non developers no. and stuff. Everyone obviously uses Excel and knows the .dot XLS extension. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 But. Uh, yeah, I used that this week, and again, I was just really impressed how easy it is. Uh, you literally just require a file, and you can pretty much then just do a var dump on what it returns you. Um, it's dead easy from there on. Be interesting to see if there's a class or something that will just do that, and then just convert it all into a into SQL or whatever. That'd be it nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there would be. You could even do that yourself with this, really, if yeah. you had the time or inclination, but which none of us do. But yeah, there's pretty someone <laughs> out there who's already done it for you. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, Ed. Uh, well, well, firstly, actually, so with my Swift stuff, um, there's yes. a, a new book, a functional book, um, that's, that some guy's writing, and he's a really intelligent guy. Uh, he's done a couple, I'll, I'll put in the show notes a couple of um, YouTube yep. videos he's done. Okay. But, um, this functional uh, programming, like, because we had the guy on um, uh, Simon Hollywell. Yeah. Uh, and because his book, his functional PHP book, and the uh, guys in the office, we bought it and really enjoying that. So, I highly recommend that as well. This is kind of like talking about that, but obviously with Swift. Um, but the guy's a Haskell developer at heart, and then he's he's gone into iOS development and stuff. So now, when Swift came along, he was very happy. Uh, so this is quite cool, and I really want to get my head around stuff like functors, applicative functors, monads, all this weird gob- gobbledygook mathematic category theory stuff. So um, I thought, well, what's best than you know, what's better than the language I'm having to learn at work, be able to do it in that as well. So it's really interesting. So I recommend both books. This book's um, currently actually just so the. PHP book obviously is for PHP. This book's for Swift, and I highly recommend them. Okay, and yeah. another thing. So, so we actually had a tweet. I don't know if you guys saw it last week. Um, actually, correcting us on our long polling uh, discussion. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. So, so he actually because uh, he was quite right because when I was then started looking into it and stuff. Long. Uh, so the different types of uh, requests you can actually do. Yeah. Um, so I actually uh, I put a link in it. It was a Stack Overflow answer. Okay. Uh, in the thing and so we just sort of go through them and stuff like there are that you were right with ajax polling so actually you're when you were talking about it ajax you were talking about ajax polling which is similar but yes you know the way of being able to have an interval what you do so a client requests a web page from a server using HTTP, regular http you know where it just requests the page the page gets generated and gets sent back and the connection's yeah. closed at regular um, and, intervals and yeah, then yeah. at regular intervals you do that and then the server calculates each response and sends it back so that's just like that's just ajax polling but then right. long polling is kind of slightly different. And what actually happens is it first, what happens is the client requests the page, but then the request executes um, the JavaScript, which actually requests the page from the, the server, so another page. But the, the server doesn't actually respond with a, a response at that immediate time. So right. it keeps up that connection. Like similar, I think I, meant, I mentioned it last year, it's keeping up that connection. Yeah. Um, so it's keeping uh, and waiting for a response to actually occur. So when the client then has, or when the server then has a response to do, it sends that down, that connection gets closed, and then that, the, the server, or the client then automatically reconnects again to then do it again. So you almost get almost like this simultaneous. So you're not doing long, uh, not doing polling where you're, each, you're hitting it each five seconds. You're only ever getting that connection closed when you get something back from the client from the server so that's not the thing you're talking about where like you've got the spinny thing on the on your browser tab uh, that is that is the one so long that polling is, is that one because obviously right. it's keeping that connection open so it doesn't think that there's something's happening yet yeah uh, but the other one's just bog standard ajax polling yeah. um you then have and there was these two so you have the web sockets one obviously um and that's the real-time uh, based implementation html5 uh, then you also have something called service uh, service sent events event source, yeah, which is just crazy. So a client requests a web page from a server using regular HTTP. The request uh, requested web page executes JavaScript, which opens the connection to the server. The server sends an event to the client where there's new information available. So it's similar to WebSockets, I feel like you know being able to send mm. these back, but instead it's oh actually no, 
Yeah, so it's it's very similar, I think, to that. I, I would be right in thinking that. I'm sure, obviously, our, our lovely audience will correct me if I'm wrong there. Uh, but yeah, so similar in vain, but using events instead of the idea of messages, I think. But they're similar. Um, but yes, yeah, so I just thought that kind of, yeah, just wrapping that up, you know, making sure that, yeah, we, we tell the audience that we were wrong. Sorry, we were wrong. That looks like a really interesting article. It really does, actually. But I was just wondering what an implementation of the long polling uh, looks like in JavaScript. Have you got any examples, just to put you massively on the spot? Uh, I don't, but I mean, really, it's really simple because it would just be trying to do a get on a, like a on a page. Oh, wait. I think I just found the implementation, but it looks truly awful. I don't know if this is the way you do it. Someone who's doing it really bad, but does this look about right? This seems pretty good. I mean, this seems okay because it's funny because it says, yeah, if you set to non-sync, so for the audience, um, for the uh, we've got like this method that it's just an Ajax, it's a simple J, uh, jQuery Ajax request, get request. Um, and the idea is as a simple timeout of about, uh, well, a massive timeout. So obviously that the page, you know, so we keep doing, waiting for that new message to happen. Uh, and then it says if it's non-async, the browser shows pages loading. So we say it's asynchronous is true. And then with the success, we do the message thing with the success, but then we do a set timeout immediately afterwards. And that's it. Yeah. So that is pretty much it. That is pretty cool. So it's, it's and then subtly I've different, t- subtly different to just Ajax polling. So that's a little bit recursive. So in the fact that once you get that success come through, you literally call that yep. that wait for message function again, yep. and it just starts all over again. That's it, because then it's just it's not hammering the server every five seconds, and it's getting yeah. immediately. So yeah, it's it's just but it's keeping that connection open, which I'm sure has its own issues. I think I remember mentioning it yet last week. You know, with Apache uses threads for each connection, so I don't know whether that would kind of and obviously this way is going to be uh, safe to use on any browser, whereas using something like WebSockets, not so much. Yeah, I guess. WebSockets event sourcing and stuff like that probably wouldn't be. You'd have to uh, you'd have to bear in mind that you know some of the users wouldn't be able to use it. Um, yeah. There actually is another a comet, which is a collection of techniques prior to HTML5, which uses streaming and long polling to retrieve real time applications. This pretty much wraps up. The uh, comet is kind of like a wrap up of like polling long polling and stuff like that yeah oh it's very cool uh, i don't know if i missed this at the beginning of the podcast so you guys already talked about ios 8 because i know like oh, I know uh, we, we haven't actually but to be honest I, I other than just the keyboards the swift key keyboard waiting on the gif one i yeah i, I don't really see anything different like i mean they're really? recommended recommended not to upgrade on a 4s yeah 4S is saying don't go there well, so I've, not, I've not done it oh you're not on iPhone anymore? Are you no, I'm not on iOS. So have they got have they got like a the Swift keyboard now that you have on, on Android? You can, you so can you, actually, can... you can get third party keyboards now, which is quite right. Cool. That's Absolutely. pretty cool. Yeah, because I absolutely love my because I'm just using the stock Android keyboard, but I couldn't go back to. I've got my old iPhone still, which I use every now and again. Um, but the, it's painful using a keyboard and actually having to press every button now. I'm used to kind of like just thumbing over every key. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's a good thing they've got that on there. But it, yeah, I don't think I'll go back. Wow. What, the what watch about, uh, would kind of tempt me, but definitely, yeah. With the, one of the, the guys in the office. Apps? Sorry, sorry. I was, was going to say, what about the fitness apps that are on iOS? Yeah, that looks kind of appealing to me, but I guess it's only yeah. like They're I guess it's only Android, though, aren't they? <laughs> that's the thing, yeah. And it's only a matter of time before some some Android developer does it better with more features on Android. To be honest oh. with you, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's but that's the thing all the stuff's out there on android anyway and it's just a bit more i guess it's just a bit more polished and it is beautiful like i i'm, I'm not one of these people that that hates apple and hates iphones because i know like i work on a mac and it, i, I could yeah. speak more highly of it and i did really enjoy my my android my iphone but i way prefer my android um but yeah i'm, I'm kind of tempted by this you know this is it the moto 360 watch that that uh motorola are bringing out at the end of this month yeah, I'm kind of tempted by that. One of those, one of the guys in the office is saying that he's going to buy one, so I'm going to check that out and see what that's like. Um, yeah, it's always, it's always can... better to get someone else to buy it first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to play the safe route and check and yeah, have a look at that. But uh, but yeah, I, I, I have to admit though, the the watch is a beautiful bit of kit. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm definitely getting that when it comes out. Oh yeah. Does it have something like Strava Ed that you know will track your run or anything yeah, like that? I think so. I think. With the 5S now, with the motion, it uses like a separate processor that is always yeah. run. So because currently we were using the, the main processor for stuff like working out, uh, you know, like how many steps you were making and stuff, how many steps you were doing. This one now has a, 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 a light, like a, a lower power processor that gets is run all the time for that type of, you can then like t- chuck it off to do that instead. Yeah. Mick, you do don't need that. Like it's it's always GPS. 3.9 miles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know how far okay. it is. Just give me a Twitter password and I'll post it for you. 
<laughs> will it have a dedicated GPS in in the watch, or will you have to run with your phone in your pocket? That's that's what I couldn't work out. I think like, it always we, needs a phone. Right, so it'll be in a, co- a companion app essentially, but I guess it will be able to pipe your stats to your wrist, which will be which will be great. So you'll be able to say, okay, well, I've, I've done two miles or, or whatever, and see what your split times are. That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, it'd be nice if it had its own GPS chip, so you could go for a run without your without your phone. I think and it did. Yeah. Well, what about other people buy did? that product thinking it? Well, I don't know. It's true. I'm, I'm not checked, but. You'd be right. pretty annoyed if you bought that product as a standalone product and realised it didn't, wouldn't you? Well, because you're not—it's like, not, yeah. not a stand. You have to have a phone, don't you? Yeah. To be able to use it. Yeah, the sound has gone a bit weird. Sorry about that, yeah. audience. That it has gone weird. It's gone a little bit Skype. Microsoft again. It didn't like us talking about iPhones and Androids. Because obviously Windows. <laughs> phone love Windows is the best. Phone as well. Yeah, Windows Phone is the best. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no. the, the, literally, the last thing I was going to say was uh, yes, plus one to lose comment about Trello. Trello is amazing, responsive, and completely free. So uh, yeah, you can't really go wrong that. with that, can you? Free, free is not yes. really. Yeah, exactly. It's weirdly addictive, though, isn't it? In a in a really twisted way that you just find that oh, uh, make that really make that paragraph uppercase goes on a, goes on Trello rather than just doing yeah. it. Yeah, so yeah. Is, it, is Trello like Basecamp? So it's just basically like a task manager, and essentially. Um, it's been a while since I've used it. I've just plugged it so much. But uh, when I did use <laughs> it, like, Mickey. it's just a I'm really good, good project manager. I don't think it's even specifically for like you know web dev or anything like that. It's just yeah, a project it's manager. It's not overcomplicated. They haven't, they haven't gone crazy with it. It just is no. what it is. It's just a simple yeah, click on a box, type in what you need to do, and then you've got to do, done, or doing basically, right. and then just drag them and. Add, add comments to it or whatever you need and people and can you upload files to that as well because you put like a PSD in there so if you wanted to assign something to somebody could you then say uh, I've never I tried know, to yeah I don't know maybe I'm, I'm yeah. going to stick with uh, Microsoft Project I like my Gantt charts too much <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah the company I work for in New Zealand used Basecamp quite a lot and it looks pretty similar to that um, but yeah Basecamp was a pay thing so if this is if this is free I might have to give this a go yeah, we we use Basecamp at my existing place, and um, yeah, I I don't know, I I hate it, but I guess it does everything <laughs> you need it to do. But I just I don't know, it doesn't look like I quite, I, a designer had anything to do with it. Put it that way. Yeah, I just quite like that thing where you write a task for yourself and and you just drag it to done. It makes you feel really yeah. important. Does and, it make uh, a make sound it, or anything? <laughs> I would make it go. No, Woo-hoo! That's the only thing I do when I do it. Yeah, <laughs> I provide the uh, maybe background you can, Maybe you can get that. like an add-on plug-in for it, you know? It just goes, yeah. woohoo! And is there a, a desktop or a, 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 a phone app for it as well that goes with it? Yeah, Have it's... a look. Oh, yeah, the trust with uh, Yeah. Mm. All, the, all that yeah, would need to be would be some, a, a nice voice going, well done. That's all <laughs> it would be. Good job. Yeah. It'd make you You're feel brilliant. to this company. You should ask yeah. for a pay rise. <laughs> Yeah, here's a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what I did use for the first time in about two years the other day. Uh, you know those Nexus tablets that we got? Oh, yeah. Yep. Actually, that's yeah. cool, yeah. Yeah, I took it out of the box, uh, fired it up. Um, yeah, it's all right. It's no iPad, <laughs> to be fair. It's but, all right. Uh, did you update? Did you do like the thousand updates to get the latest uh, I was going to say, if you find it's just yeah. constantly running stuff in the background. And yeah yeah exactly and i had to go on like some google tutorial uh on how to set it on uh, it turns out you had to turn that uh hold down the power button for 15 seconds not the two seconds that i was allowing but 15 <laughs> seconds is excessive isn't it yeah 15 what just to turn it on yeah i had to go on like a Go- uh, google um tutorial video thing to work out how to do it <laughs> <laughs> how, long, how long was the video yeah. 15 seconds <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've been wasting exactly. your learning all this Java and stuff. You've been wasting your time. Now you've got uh, to do the basics, like a bit of an idiot. Is that for <laughs> um, the uh, Android app you're making? No, that's just... Um, I give my old iPad to you, my mother-in-law, and I wasn't really using it, but Abby used to use it, so I thought she could use the Nexus instead. So ah, that's cool. That's the way we're, we're rolling. So Very I still nice. tend to buy an iPad mini, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but that's about all I had to say. Uh, I think that's all about. I, really I had to say as well. I don't know if anyone else has got anything else to. No, I've I'm covered there. Awesome. No, how about you? How about you, Lou? Anything you want to part? Any parting think... wishes or parting sayings? Parting wishes. Um, life is a roller coaster. You just have to ride it. Ah, uh, Ronan Keating once <laughs> said that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Brilliant. Life is a roller coaster. 
and you just have to write right. it. I need you. Yeah. Or something but, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we were thinking, or I was thinking anyway, a good topic would be um, payment integration on websites. I know we've talked about yeah. it like loosely in like a few other episodes, but I think it'd be good to do one. I know it's probably, I don't know what our audience is anymore, but it's quite beginner, but there's probably some more advanced topics in there. Certainly when you get to the things like the, the IPN and the No, um, that'd be really interesting. I mean, that, that's one problem yeah, that we've all had to handle, haven't we, in the past? And yeah. Yeah. I, think it's, I mean, we yeah. could do that. We could peg that in for next week, maybe. Definitely. So yeah. Awesome. But uh, if anyone thinks it's a really awful topic or thinks it's a good topic, let us know. And, and we'll and still also, do it. Mwah. Yeah. But any topic <laughs> ideas as well, they want to send through because we could do with some uh, inspiration on what people want, I guess. Yeah. Shameless plug. Any... Uh, comments, mm. iTunes, everything would be awesome. Yeah, we'd love some iTunes comments, and yeah. we always like emails, and we love hearing from people on the Twitters. Yeah, corrections. And we like corrections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and if anybody wants to come on as well, um, we were more than willing to let you pimp your wares, whatever they may be. Yeah, um, web yeah. related, of course. Um, but yeah, if any even any beginning web developers, any experienced web developers, anyone in the middle, if you work for an agency, yeah. if you work freelance, if you work for a startup. Um, yeah, mm. get in touch and uh, we'll might be some airplay and you can promote whatever you, you're doing. Yeah, it'd be cool to get someone on to talk about Swift actually. I know Ed, you've done a little bit, but um, it'd be good to get someone on to tell us the ins and outs of it, I guess. Yeah, I could have a little look around. Awesome. Yeah. All right, then, guys. Cool. Thanks for listening, everyone. Beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Lou, would you like to say goodbye? Say, say the exit. You did the <laughs> intro. It's It's been an absolute pleasure to. To be on and to be chatting with you guys again, and I will, uh, I will certainly do my best to uh, to be around as much awesome. as I can. Weirdly, the audio is still awful. I don't know. Well, how... for me, it's just Lou. It sounds like he's on like a satellite phone from Australia. Everyone's and, uh, a satellite phone like, for me. <laughs> really? Oh no, it's, it's just, just Michael for me. Oh yeah, wow, just Mick for me. Right, don't well, you go pinning this weird. on me. That's a bit hard. <laughs> it's clearly me. I know Lou's just gone now. Yeah. Oh dear. All right oh, then, guys. No. Well, it's been right. awesome, and see you later. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can contact us at contact at threedevsandamaybe.com or follow us on Twitter at the number three, Devs and a Maybe.